This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yesterday saw the end of a disappointing performance for the Black Caps against England. In the first test at the Mount, we weren't quite a match for England's baseball and a 267-run loss. Has us questioning what's next and what needs to change heading into the second test at the Basin Reserve. Joining us now to recap the match and give his thoughts is former Black Cap, Kyle Mills. Morning, Millsy. How you doing? Yeah, morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempi. How are you, lads? Morning, mate. Oh, good, mate. Good. We're just we're talking, uh, obviously... Uh, Plenty of action around the, the test match that concluded yesterday in that first session. Look, it was a pretty average performance across the board, and we just never really looked like putting up a challenge other than Tom Blundell in that first innings. What do you think? Yeah, it was a tough watch, wasn't it? It was um, the uh, that, that first day, it was almost watching it, uh, having been asked to bowl, um, it was almost a surprise the way the English batted, whereas I don't think it should have been a surprise. I think everyone in the globe knows the style <laughs> of cricket that they are playing at the moment. And it almost like our bowlers got like um, possums and headlights. Though they, were, they didn't have a, a plan to, to counter what was upon them. And that's I, I found that quite surprising because normally uh, a New Zealand cricket team... Um, we don't have the depth of the other countries, and so we need to be smart. I think Flynn kind of drove that. We need to skin the cat differently. We need to be smart, and we need to be we need to be able to adapt. And it kind of felt like we tried to fight fire with fire, and that just wasn't going to work against this English top order. Now, ask me like how we can you know come up with a plan. And I think you need to work on the English batsmen. They have this expectation of, of smacking the ball, going at six runs per over, and that's their style of cricket now. So that's almost an ego that they have to uh, play that style of cricket. And I think that can be our advantage. We can play on that ego uh, when we play against this top um, top lineup. We can perhaps bowl to one side of the field and put all the fielders on the offside and bowl outside off stumps who we're asking them to hit you know, uh, through our fielders on the offside. Or we bowl a certain length. What I saw on that first day was that we were bowling bouncers, we were bowling half volleys, we were bowling body, we were bowling wide, and that was just sort of feeding their ego of looking for boundaries. So I think we can counteract them, but we just need to be a lot smarter in doing that. Yeah, I, I think you've you've nailed the you've, you've nailed it on the head right there. We had a message come through from Brad. We lost that game at Team Selection. Wagner, Tickner, and Kugelin are the same bowler. They bowl a heavy ball into the wicket. And and do you think of a guy like Duffy and the way that we attacked it, like someone like Duffy who can actually shape the ball and move the ball? I thought Tim Southey was moving the ball extremely well. He was bowling in good patterns, good areas, and that's where he was testing um, the English side. But then you had those other three coming on and just really sporadically putting the ball in all parts of her area. So you think like a guy like Jacob Duffy come in and make that change? 100%. Um... I think Saudi, you know, he was great to watch to me, actually, seeing the ball swing like that. He was trying to bowl a length. And I think Duffy can bring that um, to the party as well. So those two bowlers, um, but they're not express pace, okay? They don't bowl super fast. So what they have got is a skill set, and you can set a field for them. 
And I think that's yep. what we need to do against this lineup. We just need to set a field and bowl to a plan. Whereas the other guys, like Wags has got a great record. He's, he's got lots of wickets, but he, he tends to fight fire with fire. And the English know what Wags brings to the party. And they know the boundaries are going um, to be one or two and over. And that, that kind of feeds into the ego of, of the English batters. And, and Tickner and Kugline are, are very good bowlers, but they are very similar and they run in hard and they, and they bang the ball hard into the wicket. The English guys just going to use the pace of the ball on what, on what was a, a pretty good surface. So I, I think it's a... When we used to play against Australia when they were, they were, they were super good in the 2000s, they, they were so ego-driven. Um, you kind of needed to, to play on that ego and try and deny them. If you, mm. They've got the expectation of trying to dominate us. And so England are in the same boat as well. So let's try and take that away from them and let's see how they can um, score runs. We've got certain field set. We've got maybe... If a batter's going for it, he's doing well, just get him off strike. Give him, give, give him the single dagger, you know. Put a put, mm. put a man back at fine leg or on the hook, ball onto the hip. Give him the single, get him off strike, and then put pressure on the guy at the other end, and try and have that sort of. I know it's boring cricket, but that maiden mentality to try and just to stick the. But it's a up, plan. Dots up and build it's, a plan. it's a plan. Yeah, and just that first day, and um, I, I hate to be critical because I, I love the, I love the team, I love the guys so much, but I just felt like we were almost. <laughs> surprise of what, what what was happening when we should have been expecting it right from ball one. Do, do you think Baz just said, like, like a good boxer set him up for the counter punch and, and the knockout by, you know, when you're talking ego, by just getting them to do what he thought they were, were going to do? He drew them in to that to that type of um, game, whereas opposed, like you're saying, with removing the egos, is like make them earn everything that they, that, that they got, just shift, shift your your fielders around, you know, make sure you pick the right bowlers and don't let them, that, that massive ego that the English team have at the moment, just continue to, to, to steamroll teams. Yeah, I think you, you've nailed it, Kempe. You, you've absolutely nailed it. It's just, um, look, and, and I'm not coming from a place where test cricket's easy. It's certainly not. And, and you've got, you guys have experienced in your chosen sport at the elite level. It, it, it's really tough and it's really hard. And, and it's called a test match for a reason, right? It, it tests you. Mm. And I think... Um, Baz would have been right on his side, English-sized guy's ears, about how this a guy like Wags is going to react when you when you come at him. No doubt about it. If they, if you go hard at Wags, he's going to come back even harder and all over the show. That, but that's not been critical of Wags. That's just his nature, and he's just been very successful doing that as well. But, yeah, certainly I think Baz would have been feeding them Kempe. We we're four days out from, from redemption. So what do the Black Caps need to do? We know what England are going to do. They'll be playing a lot of golf. And they'll be getting away from the game. They'll be relaxing. <laughs> so for the Black Cats, people are saying, get them in the nets, get them sorted. You know, what do you think needs to happen in the in the Black Caps environment to get you know to gain some ascendancy back and get some confidence back in the team? Yeah, look, I tell you what, it'll be a lot of fun being on tour with England, wouldn't it? Our boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! How good would that be? But um, yeah, I think. Um, I can only talk about from, from from my experiences, and one of my first captains yep. was Stephen Fleming, and and you guys know Fleming, very analytical, uh, smart, and think of uh, when we used to play against Australia, we used to set really funky fields. So, if, for example, a guy like Damien Martin for Australia was a super player, very strong at cutting the ball and through through the covers and through the offside. Well, we actually played to that. We actually set fielders in those areas and bowled to his strength. Bowling to his strength brought about his demise because we. Belter strength, he knew he was going to take the cut shot on, 
and we had fielders there um, to, to take the catch. So I think we need to be smarter and back our smart, smartness. We've got a history in New Zealand cricket of being able to adapt because we've never had the talent that the rest of the world has uh, or the debt. So we need to play the game just, just a touch differently from everyone else. And I think we just need to get back to the drawing board uh, of what Flynn used to you know, produce when he was a skipper of this, of this team. And I think over the next four days, I really hope the guys are doing a few uh, few sessions of coming up with some decent plans because they've had a good look at this English top order now of their strengths and weaknesses. We should be well um, aware of what they can produce. So let's come up with a plan to counteract those strengths and weaknesses. Melzi, just listening to your talk, so is there a problem with leadership in the team? Uh, look, I don't think uh, leadership as such, I think there's definitely been a change with you know the transition from Kane and uh, into, into to Tim Salvi. Uh, I can imagine it will be a very calm environment, uh, no matter what is going on in, during the game, whether under pressure or under pressure. I think they'll try and keep a level of, of calmness, and that's all well and good. I think that is good in certain situations, but here I think we need to bring some cricket smartness back to the. Back to the um, back to the group because we've had a couple of thoroughbreds at the top of the order, right? Salvi and Bolt over the years. We've had Kane Williamson banging out the runs. We're just not quite in that position at the minute. Um, so I think from above, even above that, within the coaching group, um, I think there really needs to be some specific plans to really help the guys out there, especially when it comes to the ball. Um, in regards to the to the batting group, look, it doesn't help when Kane misses out. Um, he's a, a classy batter he is world class and he's just in a bit of a rut at the minute but hopefully he can bounce back into an, a normal test match without the pink ball down at the basin and uh, we need our top order you know, scoring runs with, without question and you know, it can be critical of the bowlers on that first day but we also need that top order producing runs what about the, in terms of, we've been talking a lot about the current system with New Zealand rugby, you know, players going offshore, they, they miss out on opportunity representing our teams. Do you think there might be some conversations had regarding the, the stance that New Zealand cricket are having in terms of contracting? And, and maybe, or would you just love to see it say traditional, you stay in New Zealand, you have an opportunity to play for New Zealand? Yeah, it's just hard, mate, to stay here. Um, and you guys mm. probably already know the answer to this, but... Look, every uh, domestic T20 competition around the world, you think of the English one, they, they've got the 100. Um, Big Bash in uh, Australia, you've got the IPL in India, you've got Pakistan Super League, even Bangladesh have a big Premier League. Uh, South Africa have just had one. I won't even know who played in that or the results of it. There's been one in the Emirates where Bolte was playing. Now, here in New Zealand, we actually don't really have one. <laughs> We're the only country... Yep in the world that don't have a domestic a T20 competition that encourages overseas players to come and play in it um, and what can you do we, we live in a really bad time zone where an Indian board, the whole whole sport is governed by the broadcaster really we've got a, we're in a bad time zone where it doesn't suit well for that um, subcontinent market to have the Super Smash broadcast in, into that region so the Super Smash can't get any gate or revenue to pay the players to, 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 to stay here. So you can't fault a guy like Bolt and Jimmy Neesham and all these guys um, going over um, and playing in these competitions because it's, it's seriously it's seriously good money for, you know, three mm. to four weeks' work. And what that does, even though they're not playing for New Zealand, it means that those players um, are not playing for the domestic comp either. So the, 
the mm. domestic players are not, you know, getting that competition where, like, if Nishan wasn't playing in the, in the Test Series, he would be playing domestic cricket right now. But he's over overseas and bolt. So it really hurts us across the board. Um, and you can't fault guys wanting to go overseas and, and earn some money. Hey, M- Millsy, yeah. just quickly then, do you think that that's playing in the back of everyone's mind? Like, it, you know, you, when you have one player thinking about that, you know, like when, you, when you're up for contracts and bits and pieces... Your, your mind's off the off the bat, off the ball. Do you think across the board, what you've just explained is possibly the the I don't know the little um, thing that's chewing on them all the time and not not allowing them to actually express themselves. I, I think playing for the New Zealand cricket team is just now part of the pathway of being um, a really awesome cricketer who earns good money around the world. Whereas mm. before this time. Playing for the New Zealand cricket team was the final destination. If that kind of makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just strikes playing domestic cricket, and that was the journey, that was the pathway to the New Zealand cricket team, and that was the pinnacle, and that was the ultimate. Um, and that's where you, you earned your livelihood. Now, look, it still is the, the pinnacle. Like, you're playing test cricket is, is the best. It's the hardest form of cricket to play, and every player who does play for New Zealand, is, I'm sure, is very proud, and, you know, it is. It's a special moment. You guys have been there and done that. But now playing for the New Zealand cricket team, if you perform, you can get into some of these big competitions around the world. So it's not the final destination on the journey anymore. And it hurts me to say that, but that's just yeah. the reality of it. It's just the reality yeah. of where we are at the minute. And that's the big difference as a kid growing up. Well, for me, and um, I'm sure for you boys as well, your, your final destination was around the Silver Fern, right? And that's all you thought about. Mm. Whereas now, yep. it's just a platform to some of these bigger competitions around the world. And it, it hurts, and, and it sucks, and it's not, you know, you, you, want, you want to see Trent Bolt playing for New Zealand. Um, of course, and would he have done some damage the other night? 100% he would have done some damage the other night. But look, there's these other opportunities out there for him, and he, and he can't fault him. Beautiful, Millsy. We're going to let you go, mate. We know you've been dipping into another little area of your expertise, the good oil, mate. Do you have a wee win over the weekend? Um, well, I think it's finally dawned on me. I am a shocking hunter. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. Absolutely shocking. I have great intentions and I have a game plan at the start of the day. And by race two, it's out the door. And I'm chasing, and I'm hustling, and I'm looking for it. But I don't stick to the game plan. <laughs> there you go. Take some of your own advice there, week, Millsy. You'll be back. Next week. <laughs> hey, just, just, don't, just don't tell any more stories, mate. If someone messaged through, Izzy Dag was talking a big game the night full of black cash, but couldn't back it up. I was talking rubbish, wasn't I, Millsy? <laughs> oh, Dagger, you'll be, you'll be back next year, mate. <laughs> Come on, it's a mental game. You know that. You'll be back. I know. You, I know. You've been listening, mate. I get out to a cut. You just bowl it all out, swing outside off, and Daggy cuts it straight to Todd Astor, who's still playing. It. Man, I'm sick of that. Don't bring back still current players to play for you. That's all that got you over the line, you bloody buggers. Hey, no, I'm not a selector, mate. I'm just a player. You know, I'm just, a, I'm just a pawn on the chessboard. On the, on the chessboard. Hey, Millsy, thanks so much for your time, mate. Awesome interview and awesome little update and your own general advice of what's going on with the Black Caps. We really appreciate it, bud. No worries, lads. Go well. Cheers, boys.